And the next episode of the Yalabad Podcast is brought to you by Folklory, which is our audio service where we interview our loved ones to capture stories and memories as private podcasts. And it's that time of the year again. Um, people are trying to book up your calendar. You're starting to hear Mariah Carey on the radio again. Mm. And you're seeing you know, decorations being put up on Orchard Road. Mm. And what is that time of the year, Harish? It's Christmas! Yes, and we have a very special folklory Christmas offer for you. So if you're already starting to look for gifts and you can't think of something that is really unique, listen up. Exactly, because, I mean, um, so far we have recorded more than 250 folklories. Uh, and so far the feedback has been great. But one note that we've gotten time and time again is that the product it's it's very digital because the only way we send it now is through a link right you listen to it we pass you the audio file but people have said you know it's a gift you know I want something people can touch and feel so for this Christmas we are experimenting with a very limited edition physical product and that is our Christmas cassette uh, which essentially is a Bluetooth speaker in the shape of a cassette. Uh, I mean, Terrence, do you, you ever make a mixtape in your when you were younger? Loads of them. Loads so many of, of them. Give away so many. Right. So you you know you compile your your songs. You write a little note or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have a Bluetooth speaker version, which comes preloaded with your folkeries. And I mean, they sound. It's like a legit speaker. Let me just play you a sample. Hello there. This is Terrence oh. from Folk. And that's coming from the actual cassette like, speaker itself. Yeah, exactly. So, so this this uh, Bluetooth speaker for any order that is made for Christmas this year, uh, from now till November twelfth, any order you make, you will get this one of the sweet babies free, mm. delivered right to your house by Christmas guaranteed. Okay, so um, I mean it, it's it's pretty sweet that the. the it's it comes with its own case as well, uh, and we can custom the message and all that uh, for for you. So so the best way to to find out more is go to the website. There's a link in the show notes, uh, which has questions about this, has more pictures, um, and we would love to create uh, this for you this Christmas. We have a limited batch, so while stocks last, um, and yeah, hopefully we can create a magical present for you. And now on to the podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala, your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terrence? Good old humor. Good old humor. Yeah. What well, was a very serious and intentional good old humor, man. Clean slate to start the week. Huh? Hey, right clean slate, clean slate to start yeah, the week. Yeah. Monday lah. Yeah, yeah Monday lah. Essentially, that's your Monday, Monday morning, Monday like, voice. Yeah, you're driven. Your how you say a very focused good old humor. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's 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 kill Monday. That's a Gary V saying that, right? Is it? Something like that, lah. About like Monday is like the favorite day of the week or something like that. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> or is it like <clears throat> Terrence, on Sunday night, do you feel excited? Yeah. Or do you or feel, feel miserable? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There can only be one answer. But I mean, if you're working on Sunday mm. or Saturday or Sunday, doesn't really make a difference that much, all right? True la. do, yeah. Don't feel it that difference that much. Uh. True lah, true la. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, your work weekend you were working a lot. Uh. I think we've both been working quite a bit on weekends and what you know. Yeah, la, yeah, la. but yeah. Uh, it's uh, yeah, you stop thinking about so much about the differences between days only, la, Right? Really, I would have thought that for you, like especially with a with a kid, weekends and weekdays are like markedly different. Yeah, weekends are exhausting. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that's day. what I noticed. I don't even have a kid, <laughs> and sometimes I'm. 
I'm I feel okay. Finally, the weekend is over. I can rest during the week. Mm, 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 yeah. It's just like I don't know where the hell. But the what weekend. what what are you so exhausted by? No, so exhausted? sometimes okay. So there's like family stuff. Oh, okay. Right. Because uh, I mean, we still try to like have family stuff for my yeah. wife's family, my family. Yeah. Then I don't know, just chores. Oh yeah, chores. Cleaning. Chores always. Yeah. We I mean try to meal prep right. Mm. So cooking. So by the end you're like, oh my god, where the fuck did the weekend go? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's la. one of those. It's one of those ironies uh, that you look so As you much get older to the weekend. Then we can weekend rolls around you and end, end up more exhausted than you were during the And days. I can imagine if you have a kid or multiple kids, your whole yeah. weekend is just Oh, I mean maybe it's energizing, yeah. la, is it? Uh but that's it, yeah. La. I was just about to add that it's that kind of like I mean yesterday I, I went hiking, mm. you know, with my kid, carried him on my back. Mm. And maybe that's why I'm like exhausted. Like, I woke up my whole back was just sore. Mm. But it's that kind of you're you're energized but you're exhausted like, at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know how to describe it. It's like after a good workout, like, right? So know? that means you had a workout, like, right? Yeah, 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 I had workout, I had workout. But tired like, after that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, la, okay. La. So yeah. so yeah, just I don't know. Like um I mean, I'll be away next week. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So so heads up to the listeners. I'll be yes. away for one week. Yeah. So there might still be some episodes that come out, lah. Uh yeah, uh, hopefully yeah we'll see. Maybe Let's get see how you arrange. Good old Rishi again or something. <laughs> good old Rishi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> substitutes in the Sub- substitutes in the mm. correct man. But yeah, uh, clean slate, back, new new day for a lot of people, huh? not just ourselves. Huh? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Because mm. there was a a big thing that happened yesterday, lah. Right, which yeah. we will get into. Yeah. I mean, as we as we are recording now, Parliament is sitting as well. Yeah. Right. We are not there, uh, in person, but mm. we will definitely be talking about what comes out. Yeah. Uh, but before we jump into it, Terence, what's our usual spiel? Uh, do follow us on our social media, whether it's uh, you know Instagram, YouTube, or especially on Spotify. And yeah, give us a rating or a subscribe or, or thumbs up or something. Because all that, all that little effort helps uh, to get this podcast a little bit more visibility. Mm. Yeah. And also, if you click on like the notifications to let you know whenever there's a new episode, it'll help you not miss an episode. Because mm. we are going to keep churning them out, man. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to work with us, our email is always contact at ministryoffunny.com. Yeah. Sweet. All yeah. right. Cool. But new beginnings, man. New beginnings. Yes. What's this first topic we're talking about? Uh, something that happened at the PAP Awards and Convention event over the weekend. Mm. Mm. Uh, I mean, I I didn't know this existed. Okay. Do you do you know that this happens every November, no, apparently? Uh I mean I know they have like some conference and thingy for the party, right? Mm. Uh what it's called exactly, I don't follow. Yeah. But important announcements are made there. Yeah. yeah. And I mean like they're honoring the, the party activists. Mm-hmm. Uh right. It was at a convention center. I'm not so sure which one, but there were a thousand plus people, no. Mm. Um and I mean of course PAP uh, uh PM Lee gave his speech. Ron's Wong gave his speech, uh, Hing Sui Kat gave his speech, and a few of the new uh, party members mm. gave their speeches. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, <laughs> you know, the one thing, like, before we dive into the topic, like, the, they call, they still call each other comrade. Uh. Yeah. yeah. I know we've spoken about this before, but yeah. the tradition is when just from, like, the, the colonial times, like, like or, like, the, the time when Singapore was charting its independence. Uh, uh Correct me if I'm wrong, anyone who's more well-versed in the history of this. Uh. But back then, PAP actually aligned itself a lot more to left-wing politics mm. in the early founding days in order to, you know, get get broad support across the spectrum, uh, right? So the use of the word comrades, you know, is is a vestige of that. Uh. 
Ah, that is true. Mm. Actually, yeah, yeah. The the, the term comrade, uh, it has been talked about before. Like uh, yes. uh, the apparent practices from its leftist linked past. Wow, well yeah, done, yeah, Darren. Yeah. Calling member comrades. And then like, yeah. I was also looking, I mean, uh, of course the PAP is not a radical organization. Mm. But when I just Google, right, how many political parties in the world uh, have uniforms, mm, mm. right? And um, according to Wikipedia, a number of political movements have involved their members wearing uniforms, typically as a way of showing their identity in marches and demonstrations. Mm. But they also pointed out that the wearing of uniforms tend to be associated with radical political beliefs. Yeah. And then when I went down the list of political parties with political political uniforms, right? okay, you have the Chinese Communist Party, yeah. but yeah. you also have the Black Shirts, the British Union of Fascists, the Patriotic People's Movement of Finland, yeah. um, and, and goes on. Uh. Then under others, the white uniform of Singapore's People's Action Party. Mm. Yeah, I mean, not, I'm not insinuating anything, but I just found it weird because, I mean, if you look at Whenever you look at politics of other countries, they're rarely in uniform. La. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I know this is like the annual general meeting, mm. but yeah, just a thousand people. It felt like a school assembly. Mm. Mm. It's a, we have a strange obsession with uniforms here. La. Yeah. Uh, you know, from, from kids onwards and then subsequently, uh, yeah, la, even political leaders and all that. Yeah. But honestly, I, I just saw a tweet recently that made me also think like half the time also, you know, we regular folk, right? We're not in politics, but we also drop, like, we actually pay to wear other people's work uniforms or so very often. <laughs> Think about it. Menu fan, wearing a menu t-shirt. You're literally wearing someone's work uniform every day and you pay to wear it somehow. Basketball fans, you're also wearing to wear someone's work uniform. So yeah. what's the, you know, it's not that far stretch that, you know, political parties have uniforms or so. But why do you wear the menu uniform? Mm, to show that you like pain, uh, you like the pain of losing and <laughs> suffering. <for laughs> now, la, now, yeah, la. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but back in the glory days, Mm-mm-mm. or to show your 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 loyalty to the club that you choose to support, la, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Even basketball, and now Same basketball like, yeah. jerseys like has entered the realm of fashion also, la, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that anytime it's a single color shirt, mm. that's where it's more the color than what you're actually wearing. La. Uh, the garment, la. Shirt. I, yeah. Meaning what? what As in, it's more about the color. Oh, the color, than the yeah, garment yeah, the itself. PAP color. Yeah. I thought you were going to go down how Singaporeans wear Uniqlo as their uniform. Oh no, la. That one's a more recent thing. I'm mm. just saying around the world, that right? Yeah. You know, like people pay to wear uh, other professions' work uniforms, uh, without True, realizing la. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, yeah. And I was also thinking, like, I mean, given that the schools like RI and all, like you do see people from there enter politics. Mm, I wonder mm, if like, that. I mean, at some point, you probably have to think, okay, you know, when you were young, you were wearing all white. Yeah. And then now you're wearing all white as an adult. It's like full circle. Yeah. And right. in some way to stand out, right? Wearing all white. Either, yeah, you're either a PAP politician, you're incorruptible, or you're a backstreet boy from the I Want It That Way video. Remember when they wore all oh, white? Yeah. <laughs> or you're going to the that. Days, yeah. What's that? Atas dinner? Oh yeah, the, the white party, right? Was the white, the French. Din, din, dinner en blanc. Yeah, right dinner en blanc. Yeah. Yeah, dinner en blanc. <laughs> Only three times you actually wear fully yeah. white. And, and two out of three that we mentioned, they're all about attracting attention. La. Either wanting to be a backstreet boy or the dinner well, en blanc. Dinner right? en blanc. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I said it attracts attention. La. That's yeah. true, la, like a whole hall of white. Mm. Um, but yeah, so, so there was a talk given yesterday and PM Lee, la, I think the one thing that was making the rounds on the internet today was mm. the part where PM Lee got a bit emotional. Yes. Towards the end of his 52-minute speech mm. where he talked about how proud he, he is to have served Singapore for most, if not all of his adult life. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think what the PP is going to be 71, no, 70, 70 next year. Yeah. 
and he is 71. So yeah. literally, he is like his life is the PAP lah. His life is yeah. His life, whole life is the PAP. Yeah, yeah. whole life is in service. Yeah, Singapore, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, his speech. He did talk a lot about um, like a very broad view of Singapore's history, mm. the challenges Singapore face now, faces now, and the succession planning lah. Yeah, I think the big thing that a lot of people have been talking about. Is when is he going to step down? Uh, the party has already endorsed P, uh, the the PM Wong as the mm. next PM, mm. right? And it was about whether PM Lee will lead the team in into the next election, and if they win it, then yeah. Hanover or yeah. Hanover before. But he gave his answer. Yeah, and I think it's important to note that he was the last speaker, right, in the whole convention. If I'm not wrong, ah, uh, I think so. Yes. Yeah. So so it's kind of like the. The drum roll. Like everyone else was like <laughs> building up towards his big announcement, like, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, given that he is the secretary general of the party, mm. it made sense. But I think it was just even more, you know, even more spectacular by the fact that he dropped this nugget at the end of his speech. And somewhere at the start, Lawrence Wong said, "What? I'm ready. I'm ready, I'm ready for, for my next assignment. Job, yeah, for next for the next assignment. But he doesn't say what the assignment is. Yeah, 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 yeah." yeah, yeah. He and gives then, a wink, wink, you know, <laughs> I know, the kind of thing. <laughs> and then PM Lee is like, Lawrence, it's yours. Yeah. It is yours. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, we we did listen to to the, the speech, the main points and all. Mm. Uh, after listening to it, what are some some broad sentiments you have? Uh, I think the first thing is, uh, yeah, like what we mentioned, it's quite uh, crazy to think about. This guy, he's a, you know, the he's a lifer, so to speak. Mm. SAF all the way, then after that politics, PAP all the way, government all the way up to like you know seventies retirement everything. Uh, you won't see this kind of thing in amongst younger people these days, lah. Yeah. Younger people these days all about like collecting job offers, like <laughs> yeah. FANG. I want to go to every single one of the big tech companies. Uh, yeah, yeah. Have you on my res- resume? Call me a what? What's the term for ex Googlers? Ah, they call it ex Googler, lah. Uh, Zooglers. Zooglers, yeah. is it? There's Nooglers. Oh. Nooglers are new Googlers. Oh, okay, okay. But old, old Googlers are uh, Ooglers. Yeah, no, are. I think... I think what? Ooglers are old Googlers. <laughs> no. Ooglers. No, no, I don't know. Wait, but let but, me see, yeah. Yeah, but I, I, I think my point is like, yeah, like, they just want to have the... On their resume that they've worked at these places, like, right? It's a Zoogler. X-O-O-X-G-L-E-R. Okay, yeah, Zoogler, Zoogler. With an X, like. Yeah, with an X. And if you join, you're a Noogler. A Noogler, okay, okay. I think yeah. so, yeah. Term, yeah. yeah. But, but, yeah. but that seems to be the way these days. Like, nobody respects uh, someone who stays at one job for life anymore, right? Yeah, correct. In so, fact, now if you stay at one job for 10, 15 years, people are like, hey, bro. Yeah, stupid. Yeah, you're putting you, money on the table. Leaving yeah, money on the table. If you leave jobs, you can, you know, you can ask for, what, 16% pay increase or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not uh, this man. Not this, this man. man eh? Like, for life, like, you know. And, uh, and it's more poignant even because uh, yesterday, Someone also who was, I mean, you can sort of say that Lee Sen Long, I mean, he was born into it, like, right? Mm. Basically being Lee Kuan Yew's son and then doing it his whole life. So he's the success story, like, right? Or, or, I mean, okay, as in, if you were Lee Kuan Yew and then you're like, okay, I, I would I would love if my son would follow my footsteps. Like, took over the family also, business. Like, yeah, yeah, took over the family took business. Family business yeah. uh, you contrast that to, you know, uh, someone who just came to Singapore yesterday, mm. who dropped into Singapore yesterday. I know because I, I happened to be there. Yeah, we, you happened to, happen to be there. Yeah, we, we've to be talked there. about this, but Prince William of the royal family uh. Uh, was at Jewel Changi yesterday uh, to a lot of fanfare and all. But he is someone who also in some way was born into it, right? Mm. He didn't have a choice. 
And now he's in the midst of doing his duty. His father's the king. And he's in line, right, for the throne one day. But mm. um, you've already seen his brother fall off the wayside, really, like leave the royal family, the official duties of the royal family and all. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's not, it's not a given that someone born into a, uh, you know, this this kind of role, this kind of uh, prestigious role and everything, will necessarily want to, will, will necessarily see it through all the way till he retires. Uh, yeah, right? yeah. So, uh, I mean, Lee Hsien Long is, is one case where it has happened, uh, right? Yeah, it's crazy. Because, I mean, I'm sure everybody has friends whose parents have a family business that they choose not to take over. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, they they either like, take over and embrace it or they go full yeah. opposite, right? Yeah, yeah, full yeah, opposite. Yeah. And like you said, look, really, like you're saying he's been PM for 20 years now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is a fucking long time. And he's been yeah. in politics for 40 years. Yeah. So literally, yeah, yeah, it, it just feels like, I mean, so that's why when he started getting emotional and all, unlike other times when other politicians get emotional in parliament, mm. this one you can feel it. Yeah, yeah. You can feel it and you can't imagine him not getting emotional because for all the criticisms of him, his, his life literally is Singapore. Yeah. Right. Your life has been defined by this. Yeah. This like almost like uh, what do I say? Uh, it's it's almost like a priesthood, uh, almost right. Mm. Like the moment you are from younger, you probably are you, told that you have to do this. You yeah. have to do it for Singapore. Whatever you choose to do, you better do it in honor of Singapore and in honor of your father's legacy and all that. You think in ten years time he'll drop his Netflix documentary or? Not? Oh, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe start a podcast. Yeah. Uh, he'll start a podcast. <laughs> he'll do a podcast with uh, um. After know, White. Dick Lee or something like that. Uh, you know? Like how Obama did a podcast with Bruce Springsteen and all that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Huh? Uh, I don't know, man. Depends Depends on what he chooses to do after. But he's not out of politics. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's still, not, he says he's going to hang around and, and wait and let Lawrence decide what's next for him, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm with you like that. Uh, even for himself as a person, probably just looking back on his career, just thinking back to his career. It's crazy. Yeah, it can, can bring you to tears, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, as for his speech, like, uh, I don't know, like when I was listening to his speech and I also listened to Lawrence Wong's speech, it, uh, yeah, it, it is, I, I, there's a bit of unease for me. Like. Oh, is it? Yeah. Right. So if I were to, I mean, just talking through it, like one thing is on, on one hand, yeah, the, the world is a very different world now, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you can't deny that a lot of the things that the founding fathers set up has made Singapore like what it is, right? Mm. Uh, but the challenges that, that Singapore faces, the the whole situation of the world now it faces is uh is is totally different. Like. But when he was talking about, you know how uh you need a strong government to be able to take the long term stance. Mm. Right. And he was saying that, you know, would if you can you imagine if a government is like they 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 just win by a small ma- majority Every decision they, they they do, a large part would be to to not lose that that small majority, like. Yeah. And he also gave the example of how the early years of Singapore, the politicians were able to move fast because generally everybody was on the same page. Mm. But recently, even and this one we have seen ourselves, right, sitting there in Parliament. Sometimes they debate so much stuff that is not about policies. Mm. Mm. It is about the most like r- r- like I wouldn't say random shit, consequential shit. But it's more about things like, you know, ride out and, and stuff mm. like that, which impacts like the citizens' confidence or citizen, citizens' perspectives, but it's not really moving Singapore forward like a, like a revolutionary policy would. Mm, mm. So then on one, it felt like, hey, actually, do we like, then how, how do we think about the presence of opposition 
uh, do we want is like a full-on government just by one party the best thing? Mm. Uh, and if you're not, if you don't align with them, then you just, you move elsewhere. Lah. Yeah. Right. So then I was thinking like, hey, actually, it's a bit worrying because I'm, I've, I mean, like we have one thing a lot of people do say, which I agree also, is that you need opposition for balance. Mm. But then what is that balance? So yeah, just just a thought-provoking thought. Uh, yeah, I mean, essentially he put up the same argument that he said many, many years ago, mm. but uh, in a much less politically correct manner, right? Mm. That if I have to spend my time fixing the opposition, I'll have yeah, less time yeah. to do everything. That was, that's what he said. Uh, years ago, years years ago, ago yeah, that yeah. he got criticized for, right? Yeah. Uh, this time he he essentially said, you know, yeah, like if I have to spend my time on politics rather than policies, yeah. Uh, again, you know, that takes my time away, like inevitably, yeah. Uh, yeah, which is I think that's an argument that that he will he will make for you know a strong majority and or a super majority in parliament. But I guess over the years, what we've we've heard a bit more nuance about it is that you can have a mandate, you can have a strong majority, but maybe not a super majority. Mm. So that you, you know, like you can't just willy nilly pass, you change the constitution to to you know change criteria for presidency and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Which which uh, I think people have have called out uh, the PAP for, right? Mm. So uh, this is his arguments and things, but uh, I would think that over the years we've also seen the value of opposition candidates in parliament. Mm. Uh, you know, even when we sit down there, we see who are the most active people asking questions that are on people's minds mm. in parliament, like, right? Not necessarily just being fucking populists and, and just saying saying what gets votes, like, right? Mm. So yeah, I, I think I, I mean I would like to think that um this is obviously is a PAP convention, so he's putting forth the argument that, as such. Like, but I think it would have to be a bit more uh yeah, a bit stronger or more nuanced argument if he's really talking to people about this. Like. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, at one point he also said, you know, the party activists in the opposition wards deserve a lot of credit. Mm. They're doing what they can and and uh, to win it back, and we will one day win mm-hmm. it back. And then just just hearing that, it it felt like oh, like having is is like the the people there are almost like suffering because it is not PAP. Yeah. Like if I was an opposition <laughs> mem- leader member, I was like, hey, wow, they were this. You just you're just taking shots at the opposition, like yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but it's a PAP convention, lah. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. a PAP convention, lah. <laughs> it's like if we had a Yalabad convention, yeah, right. We won't be like, um, what would what would we say at the Yalabad convention? Uh? I mean, you'll be playing up Yalabad and not not playing up other. Yes, other I know, lah, so right? I yeah, know, yeah, but like, yeah. what would we say? Like, uh, you know, it's been great for all these four hundred and fifty episodes to have served the uh, the audience of Yalabad. And, and there are podcast our, listeners out there who don't yet listen to Yalabad. <laughs> They're listening to other podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But someday, we, we will get them onto Yalabad. <laughs> yeah, they, we will become their sole source of news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so, so it just, just in terms of, because you can't, I mean, even when you look at other countries, like recently the US, they had mm. that whole shit show of like uh, Congress, mm. Congress or Senate? It's Congress. Congress, right? Yeah, coming to a standstill because they just couldn't agree on on the speaker of the house, lah, right? Mm. And then you look at that, you're like, huh? But at the same time, I think yeah, like 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 what you were you were saying also. This is a PAP convention. Of course, they will say that yeah. in the grander scheme of things, a super majority would would never be good, lah. It's like it's like you know you have some friends. I'm sure you have some friends who are like maybe they are not. They don't value like emotions or relationships. Mm. It's mm. just about like like get shit done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and they're very successful. Mm. But something's got to give, lah. Yeah. 
I think yeah. over the weekend, my my friend sent something about this one quote um from from the Hong Leong Bank uh CEO mm. and basically no the founder la. So he's a billionaire, Kwok Ling Bing. Kwok Ling Bing, yeah. Kwok Ling Bing. Uh, yeah. So he was quoted, I, um, the the Sumiko Tan, I think she mm-hmm. said, I ventured to ask him if he's similarly impatient at home, say, with his grandchildren. Yes, he says without hesitation. I do not often see my grandchildren. When I see them, I play with them, and maybe after 10 minutes, I'm tired because they cannot talk business to me as much as I love them. <laughs> then I'm like, wow. Okay, so I mean, he's a go-getter. He's about getting shit done. But uh, yeah, like, if you don't have that balance, then the then other people around you suffer. La. I guess what you're saying is that there's more there's more than one facet of success, la, right? Success yeah. as a businessman or whatever. Yeah. Versus success as a family man, success as a husband and all these things, la, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that's what uh our generation is coming to terms with, la, right? Mm. That that it's it's hard to just like pin all your your entire uh, self esteem and self worth on one aspect of, of your life, like whether it's mm. your career. Or your just your family, or just uh, you know your relationships and all that, right? Yeah, yeah. it has to be a little bit of everything. Yeah. Uh, but actually, one interesting thing is that this will be, I guess, there were you know a lot of people, a lot of younger people especially, would not even have, you know, went through the time when there was a transition between, uh, Lee Kuan Yew and Go Chok Tong, right? Mm. Where it's basically the Lee, I mean Lee Kuan Yew handing off, uh, handing over. The leadership to a non-Lee person, right? Mm. Uh, because I mean, like, yeah, like, Lee Sien Long has been the. It's almost like we. It's almost like back then you also kind of like okay, Lee Sien Long is earmarked for this thing, so you kind of knew it was going to happen already. Yeah. But now it's like, at least in the near term, or at least in the near future, you don't see any Lees on the horizon mm. arising up to take take over leadership, la. So it's really the that whole legacy oh, of yeah. the Lees. Now being handed over to the Wongs, uh, the, the, Wong. Wongs yeah. <laughs> the Wong dynasty, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Wong dynasty, the Lee dynasty is coming to an end. Really. It was Lee Go Lee, and then now Wong, yeah, yeah, Lee Go yeah. Lee Wong, yeah, yeah, Lee Go Lee Wong. So, yeah. uh, in some ways, it is a very big step forward, mm-hmm. uh, Because again, you know, there was so much about Lee Kuan Yew, uh, in the in the pioneer generation in the speech also. Mm. That sometimes it made me like forget once in a while that oh, this is a. Lee Sien Long speech, la, you know, mm. and not so much about that from Lee Kuan Yew or what. La. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess you you wonder whether when it comes to in the future, la, when it's Lawrence Wong giving his speeches, will it hark back so much to, you know, the founding fathers and Lee Kuan Yew and all that or so? Mm, yeah. mm. Because, I mean, like, um, like it, it is uh, it is some big-ass shoes to fill, la, yep, right? Yep, yep. Um, and, and, I mean, not to say that everything PM Lee has, has done has been great, but the mm. where Singapore is now, where PAP is so influential, mm. Lawrence Wong to step up uh, with all the stuff happening in the world with stronger opposition than maybe mm. the like the past few decades or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's and what you said is true. If you are in your early twenties now, yeah, probably by the time you started having memories, PM Lee was already in power. PM Lee was already PM Lee. Yeah. PM Lee was already PM Lee. Yeah. He wasn't Lee. He was PM yeah. Lee. And you knew how his father was this like great founding father figure to everyone. Yeah. So it's, it feels like it's gone on forever, la, right? Like the whole league. Yeah. Thing. Like Go Chok Tong almost, I mean, shout out to him, respect him all, but 
But yeah, lah, for young, for very young people, maybe it was like a blip like that, lah, right? A blip, ah. Yeah. <laughs> <Good> <laughs> it was like the five years of Thanos snapping fingers. Suddenly, no Lee, and then now we got Lee. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It was a break, guy. It was a break. It was a break. <laughs> you know, they like people take like gap years to go find themselves. Yeah, and all. yeah. yeah the Lee is just like okay, okay. You just handle the fort. We go, we go figure some shit out, and then we'll be back. Yeah, respect <laughs> to him. You know, respect to him. We yeah. we lived through his his prime ministership and all. There were a lot of. Uh, you know, there are a lot of things that he did for Singapore. So we're just we're just saying this uh kind of in jest like you know, yeah, thinking about yeah. how young people might have might see it. Because I mean even mm. back then there was no social media. So no social media. When, it was like the new paper, that was our social media. Yeah. It was as spicy as it got really. Yeah, and when there was that change, I mean I didn't care much about politics back then. I was what, like not even twenty yet. No, no, oh, yeah, yeah. Teen teenagers. Go go chok go chok you to go chok Go chok tong was PM for one term. I don't know whether you go by terms, but but much shorter lah, shorter. Ah, shorter yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So so even for my recollection, it's always been PM Lee. Mm-hmm. So this way it will be interesting how things are going to change lah. Yeah. Because even for Lawrence Wong, like certain things he said, um, talking about the next phase, talking about uh refresh, talking about listen to more diverse opinions, mm-hmm. and talking even about the comms, mm-hmm. you know, like how things are communicated. Um, that is something that that needs to that needs to be more listening and all. So it's interesting, but yeah, I I think I think it's it's going to be very interesting and like I have no idea how it's going to turn out. Of course, like no one really knows. Yeah, but it's one of those things that you know, like when PM Lee took helm, I can imagine there was some sort of familiarity there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Whereas yeah. this one is like a change. Even their demeanors as mm. individuals are very different. Correct, correct. You know. Um, but I guess one thing working in Lawrence Wong's favor, like mm. in that sense, is uh, I mean that he helmed the multi ministry task force during COVID nineteen. Yeah, because I think if you look at the history of Singapore, you cannot deny that COVID nineteen will always be seen as like one of the big world crises that that Singapore had to weather, like, Right, mm. and whose name is affixed. Uh, most closely to the the weathering of that storm, mm. it's Lawrence Wong la. It's mm. on your resume la. Mm. It's your resume. You you, it's it's there. Yeah, the line item is there la. Everything else is like you can call it embellishment or you know did this grow the GDP this much all these things, but nothing. The moment you say COVID nineteen, then like oh head of MMTT MMTF. Yeah yeah yeah. You uh. say I steered Singapore through that. Then people are like oh you know if, even you're like some random uh. world leader who doesn't know anything about Singapore's history. Yeah. Uh. You just all oh, these guys steered the country through COVID nineteen. Oh, okay, respect. His resume cops. LinkedIn just needs that one line. Uh. <laughs> Total blank page. <laughs> Co chair of MMTF. Yeah yeah. Oh, yeah, uh. yeah. So it's uh, in a sense yeah like it really I think it really uh, he acknowledged it also in his speech mm. Lawrence Wong he said that his personal life has changed a lot in this past year and all that. But I really think, yeah, COVID-19, the whole thing really was that big change mm-hmm, for him, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. It was that, um, that one, you know, the, the Eminem, the eight-mile moment, uh, you only got one shot. Do not miss your chance to blow, uh, right? Mm-hmm. This opportunity comes once in a lifetime. <laughs> it was COVID-19 uh, for him. Correct, he lost himself. Uh. He, yeah. you got to lose yourself, no, yeah. No mum spaghetti vomit on his sweater and all that. Maybe in the parliament bathroom, he yeah, was yeah, listening, yeah. you know, like just to the mirror and all people. Bobbing his head, yeah. Yeah, Lawrence Wong. I mean, interesting, like, like he said, I mean, the next election has to happen by 2025. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, some analysts, according to CNA, are saying it'll come end of 2024. 
Because, I mean, PAP's birthday is, uh, the 70th birthday of PAP is, I think, November 2024. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if, if Lee Sen Long is saying it has to happen before uh, the birthday, which he alluded to in his speech, then yeah, it's, it's, that's the time. Yeah, so that means, yeah, so PM Lee next year handing over, uh, the PM Wong taking over. And before the election, mm. who knows what can happen, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. There's still... Probably I mean, don't forget the Black July that happened this year, lah, right? Oh, Black July. Yeah, yeah, That's always, your term, lah, is it? I mean, it, I think in, when we look back in history, it will seem like this one month, a lot of things happened. Is it right? black, black July or Black and White July? Uh, why, why Black and White? Black and White House and all, lah. Oh, Black and White House, yes, yes, yes. That, 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 plus uh, That's what, that, All the scandals, lah, right? Uh, you is can it? say Black and White for the F1 flag also, lah. F1 flag also Black and White. F1 flag is Black. Oh, the checker yeah, flag. Yeah, the checker checker flag. flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and what was linked to it, lah, right? That's, that's true, that's black true. And, hey, let's, let's, let's call it out. It's Black and White July. Black and White 2023, July. 2023, Singapore, in Singapore's history. Black and history. White July. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was the Black and, black and White Houses and the checkered flag. The but then F1. the scandals, we miss out on the scandals. Oh, yeah. God damn. We got to find something Black and White about that. Not so the black fucking white. populist black and white. No, yeah, too long. Yeah, too long, too long. It's just going to be something catchy, like, the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll think about it. Someone, if someone can come up with some black and white reference when talking about the sex yeah. scandals, yeah, please let us Or go. something gate, la, something gate, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right yeah, okay. out gate, yeah. uh, Ishwaran gate, F1 gate. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. La, so there's a long runway now for Lawrence Wong to build up towards the the general election, knowing mm. that he's yeah la, definitely going to become leader before then. La. His plan is basically the Forward Singapore plan. La. Forward SG. Yeah. yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> As if that was what he was... I, I mean, know, that's yeah, what yeah, that's yeah. what he said. Well, that's the the plan, yeah, like yeah. the the skeleton for or like the, the blueprint. La, the blueprint. Yeah, no, I sorry, could tell I, from I the excitement of your I meant, face. I meant it in jest. Like, Forward he, Singapore. Okay. He just submitted his project plan. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you're like, oh, fuck, Lawrence. <laughs> just... <laughs> I don't need to read your two hundred page uh project. Just get on with it. Just get on with it. No, 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 I think yeah. I think he probably. What well, do you think? How do you think people like normal people around view Lawrence Wong like, and you know and uh, in, in general what their perceptions of him like? I would say if there was a straw poll, I mean generally likable. Mm. Uh okay. No, he is capable, but still haven't really like cemented that this guy like. Like he can, he he got that as as Lee Kuan Yew says he got the iron in him. Mm, mm, mm. That's what I would guess, la. Yeah, that, that yeah. I I would say the same. That mm. people are like okay, he steered us through COVID, everything very good. Uh, you know, very sound technically everything. But uh, like what you say, la, the fight, the iron, and all that. One thing pr- conspicuously, uh, he was very absent during the the period when we were talking when talking about the scandals and all that, right? Yeah. I think uh, did not hear a lot from him about them, about all these scandals and all these things, or at least not in parliament per se, mm, like mm, that, mm. that we were there. Mm. So, yeah, you want to know how a leader deals with crisis as well, right? Obviously, we've seen COVID-19, yes, mm. but these are crises of a different kind, right? The crisis mm. of, existential crisis, I would say, right? That, that plagues every organization as they get stronger yeah. and bigger. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, you want to see how he handles those. Maybe that's where with this, with this like sort of handing over, informal handing over, it's clearing clearing the path for him to okay, he's gonna be the one to speak up about a lot of these things now. Yeah, yeah. But but also kind of like there's a lot of people watching There's a yeah. lot of people watching. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I mean like in the same vein has sports right. Just to I know football makes people glaze over sometimes, yeah. 
But if you look at the the Messi's and the Ronaldo's and the Federer's, it's not just yeah. one tournament or one season, like, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. The thing is, year after year they deliver, mm-hmm. and that's why they're the goats. Mm. Yeah, yeah, man. So yeah, let's wait and see what. what let's wait and holds. see. Uh, but yeah, from one uh interesting happening at a con- interesting thing happening at a convention to another interesting thing happening at another convention. Mm. Uh, which is this other convention that you were talking about? <laughs> I mean, si- similar to the the PAP event, mm-hmm. uh, there's going to be a big gathering of people uh, at uh, Singapore Convention Center yeah. uh, at the end of November, mm-hmm. another November event. It is the Anime Festival Asia, yeah. AFA, uh, which is the largest Japanese pop culture event in Singapore. Mm. Uh, there was an announcement made that Tenga, Tenga, Tenga? Tenga, yeah. Tenga, uh, one of... Japan's top adult toy brands mm, will be mm. an exhibitor at the three-day event. Yeah, with their own booth. Yeah. So I think this came out a few days ago, mm. and uh, yeah, apparently the post they made, uh, but like like within, it was uploaded last Wednesday, and by Friday yeah. there was a thousand likes, a thousand two hundred shares, and two hundred sixty-four comments. Mm, mm. But basically, a lot of them were highlighting that um, how can you have this booth at an event that is open to the public mm, mm. with no age gate. Yeah. So uh apparently as of <laughs> Wednesday itself, yeah, at nine forty five PM the AFA stated that visitors to the booth were re- are gonna be required to be twenty one and above. Mm, mm, that's right. Yeah. So some people still not happy. La. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh I mean <laughs> if you look at the the sex toys also, it's like in the shape of eggs and shit yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh I don't know how that's a sex toy. Mm. Uh I think it's for guy or girl. No, Tenga, Tenga's. Uh, if you watched that, remember, I, I, one of my one shot thing was was this Korean Tenga show. Tenga's toys. This Korean show, Risky Business, where they go to Japan oh, yeah, and they yeah, talk yeah, to yeah, correct, adult, correct. adult toy makers and and adult film stars and all that. Yeah. Uh, they talk about this toy like, that is very popular and essentially it's a masturbation device like. Ah, uh, so the egg shaped one is for females. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, okay. But yeah, primarily Tenga is. Most famous for yeah la, those create like those masturbation devices. Oh shit! For, they really have a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're, it's a very big business. It's a, uh, and it's a, uh, yeah. You know, like like I think there was it was quite interesting where they interviewed the people who either make or they they sell the toys or they distributor the of the toys. Uh-huh. And they asked him, "Would you um, yeah la, How 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 important is this to you in your life like You know, would you?" Uh, rather have the, I think they, they gave him a choice of would you rather for the rest of your life just have this toy or just only have access to porn you know without the toy la. Mm. and I think the person that interviewed chose the toy mm. he rather just have toy no porn nothing just the toy yeah 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 so yeah it's it's that important to a lot of people who use it la. but uh-huh. anyway uh, that aside uh, it's it's quite interesting uh, this, this this debate that is going on about it yeah yeah like uh, what were your thoughts when you first heard about this eh? <laughs> the thing is it's called the anime festival Asia yeah so how come this I mean okay I don't I, I don't have any issues with it being there uh. but I just found it funny like how come if it's for anime there is a sex toy company from Japan there uh, okay I, I guess that I will answer is that uh, you know a lot of guys who like anime and all that 
uh, they also are users of the same sex <laughs> toilet. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So I, there's just <laughs> a, really, it's just, yeah. yeah, it's just an overlap of, I mean, you it's sure the demographics. I'm, I'm sure, sure, sure some people are going to comment at Terrence, I love anime, but yeah, I don't yeah, use sex yeah, toys. Yeah. No, I mean, it's part of the whole, the, the you know, like the, that's why I said that that documentary, that all this that show like that Korean show was quite interesting because they do talk very realistically about who are the users of this product mm. and uh, what kind of what what do they expect from it and and the funny thing is you the they really had cameras in the shops and they showed the people who go there and buy these toys are just regular dudes and all who like oh they just they they're just shopping around it's just a regular thing that they they do like, it's just part of their lifestyle. Mm. So, in some ways, Japan is is very famous for, you know, creating entire industries of very specific things like anime, for example, or manga and all these things, right? Mm. And, uh, yeah, this sex toy industry and all is also something quite unique to to to, to them, right? Mm. And the overlaps of the demographics of the customers, uh, for whatever reason, you know, that there are a lot of them are men, a lot of them are probably single, you know? Um the, this is the target market for them. Uh. So mm. why wouldn't they w- want to be at this festival? So the right. more politically correct answer to why they were included, Terrence, mm. uh, aside from you generalizing a lot of things, yeah, yeah, is yeah. that the, the decision to include Tenga in this year's offerings, mm. according to the organizers, stem from uh, AFA's goal mm. to provide our attendees with an authentic insight into what J Culture and Akihabara have to offer. Yeah, And Akihabara <laughs> is a place in Japan, la, it's a shopping area, right? Yeah. Uh, and it's famous for anime and electronics products, and Tenga holds a prominent space there. Mm, true, but even then, there's there's also gen- like generalizing also. It's la, a big right? part of J culture, <laughs> I guess. There's a lot of things. Uh, there's a lot of things there you could you could cover. Yeah la. Yeah. I mean, I guess like for J culture to like sex toys to be part of sex uh J culture, uh, can you imagine like Singapore culture like sex toys was part of Singapore culture? It'd be quite interesting. Yeah, it'd be yeah. damn interesting, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like on the train, there might be like little booths. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I think that's the bigger thing when they say it's part of J culture. It, it just tells you how you know how unembarrassed or un you know undisturbed they are by by tengas being around, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay, there's this group of people who enjoy just like pleasuring themselves at home mm-hmm. in the comfort of their own home with something that they buy mm-hmm. and go and do it, lah. You know, yeah. And that's part of the thing that I also learned from that documentary where they they almost felt like there was a it was helping to uh the 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 adult the sex and adult industry in Japan like, right is helping young men like direct their frustration elsewhere like, mm-hmm. you know uh, I think they interviewed a few of these uh, porn stars and all who said that well why not if I'm if I help to keep people safer by making sure they don't become mass murderers or anything like that like, right you know where they can direct their sexual frustration to somewhere or something yeah. else like. or just just frustration in general, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because these kind of these kind of toys, like um, pleasuring yourself, I mean, it does alleviate stress, lah. Yeah, right? yeah. Can you imagine if Singapore has this new initiative? Yeah. Uh, I mean, a lot of people in Singapore are getting more stressed, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We already uh, 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 imported the rage rooms, mm-hmm. you know, in rage Singapore. Rooms, I don't know whether they still are. They still are. The one where you yeah. go and smash things. Yeah. But I mean, so in some sense, I think I think having their booth at this festival, it is, it's cool, lah. Yeah. Uh, but what do you think of the people making noise? Um, not, I mean, not, I mean, it's not wrong for mm. them to state that, yeah, this is an event meant to the public. Uh, but, you know, I think now it's clear that there will be age restrictions on it, like, right? Mm. Uh, and there'll be a walled off, I think it'll be a walled off, uh, yeah, part yeah, of the section. Yeah, in the corner, yeah. Which I've seen before. I've seen it happen at, um, 
you know, media conventions and all that, when then like like there's a certain booth or something that's selling a bit more adult content and all, then they really wall off the place. It's just like there's a door literally. Oh, you see it? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I attended like the you know these uh film film conferences oh, yeah, in yeah, Hong yeah. Kong and all. Uh. So there are booths that are selling like adult content, like, right? Oh, not hardcore adult stuff, but like you know, like uh, erotic erotic content. Like. Uh. And they really wall off these places. And like, let's say you want to go and try the VR experience, the porn VR experience or whatever. Yeah, you can go, but you got to go into this wall off place, show your photo ID and mm-hmm. things like that. Like. And, uh, you know, at a professional convention, it's quite embarrassing to like be seen lining up one of these things, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody just looking yeah, down. Yeah, you know, use your phone, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so this one... I mean, not so bad, lah, right? It's it's yeah. just it's just a self pleasuring device, lah. You're not watching like porn it's not gun, like it's not a yeah. fucking gun, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not gun. You're not hurting anyone. Yeah. But even then, like um, I think if there wasn't an age kind of thing, then I would feel like okay, lah. Mm. I think there should be because in Singapore, you walk along Orchard Road, yeah. there's so many sex shops there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But you go in. I think you need to show ID. Uh, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, because last time also for our previous show, we filmed in a sex yeah, shop, right? Yeah. Uh, and yeah, like they're already there in Singapore. Like, we don't need to act like, oh my God, this doesn't exist in Singapore. Yeah. But with the age gate, uh, okay lah. Yeah. But I think just based on some people quoted in the article um, that uh, they did say like explicitly, it is not right for AFA to be having an exhibition on sexual wellness products. Mm. But I mean, the whole exhibition is not on sexual wellness products. Yeah. It's just one of the it's booths like. Can you and imagine if that, like, at Tech Week, uh, someone told us, you know, there's a tech event. Yeah. We don't need a company like Folklory yeah. that focuses on talking to people. Yeah, analog service. Uh. Yeah, analog service. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Where is your, your groundbreaking? Yeah, where's the AI? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, where's the where's AI? The AI aspect. Yeah. Um, but, but some people did, like, I think some people they interviewed also did say that ultimately when you go to a pharmacy, they also sell, you know, sex, uh, sex toys and things like that at the, you know, the condom section and all. So like, mm. vibrators and stuff like that. So what's the big deal with it being here? I mean, if you deal? go to the range of things on the website, is a hell lot of things, man. <laughs> I, I guess to that, I would say maybe the difference is that is how, how it's uh, publicized yeah. alongside like these um, anime, anime, uh, activities like right yeah. or anime content like right yeah because yeah there will be a lot of younger people uh younger young adults or young even young younger kids like, right mm. who will be at that place thinking that everything that they see here is going to be awesome it's going to be like it's going to uh, it's going to be I'm a big fan of anime and then suddenly they come across this like this sex toy thing. <laughs> oh and they like get curious but whereas in a a very stale environment like a pharmacy or a guardian generally everything is a or oh, if you got stomach ache, eat this. If you got headache, eat this. Yeah. Or then you look at the sex toy. Oh, if you okay, like you got sexual problems, then you buy this, lah, right? Yeah. Whereas this one is maybe it glamorizes it a bit more, lah, right? If anything, if I if I really had to like like you know dig the bottom of the barrel to find a reason to why why uh there needs to be restrictions on this, lah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> just looking at their website and like the ache thing. Like uh, I think because they are quite cheeky also la, mm. uh, That egg thing is actually for the for the males. Ah. and they have three different versions: the boxy yeah. standard series egg masturbator, yeah. crater strong sensation, or shiny mm. hard boiled egg series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. Right. So, but yeah, la, at, the, at the end of the day, if it's if it's blocked off, if you have to show ID, yeah, I mean, if, if the organizers themselves 
Yeah. It's not say the 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 tengah force themselves in the organizers themselves feel it's part of J culture. Yeah. Um. Okay. I guess. Yeah. But but it's funny uh, how Suntech. Um. So every time Suntech hosts some anime convention something like that, I, I guess a lot of them are held there, right? Yeah. But it seems like a lot of times there's always some uh, there's always some uh backlash from conservatives mm. about it. I mean, years ago, I remember there was a. The whole like there was a cosplayer who showed a little bit of underboob at Suntech, mm, mm. and then someone called police on 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 that cosplayer at the Suntech. Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of underboob, uh, saying that oh, you know, Suntech even has like church. There's a church there and everything. There are young kids who go to church there expecting to see God, and what they end up seeing was underboob, and it was like <laughs> not right, la. Oh, recently also <laughs> there was a gender neutral toilet at Suntech. Oh yeah, City. yeah, yeah, gender neutral toilet. Yeah, which was the yeah. organized by the organizer like Wiki Commons like, mm. the organization behind Wikipedia. Maybe Suntech City there's something about the fountain there and yeah. all the feng shui all gets upset. It's like. the crossroads of like cultures like right yeah. Eastern. East and West Western. Clash. People are damn sensitive. Yeah. Damn yeah. sensitive. Yeah. Under boob. La, you know, gender, gender neutral. neutral toilets. And now, uh, tengah products. La. Yeah, sex toys. La. Sex yeah. toys. Wow. The last time I went to Suntech, I got bed sheets from a fair there. Yeah. Which yeah. was overpriced after I got it. La. I, yeah. re- I realized. Oh, bed sheets from yeah, the fair. Yeah, bed sheets. Oh, okay, fucking okay. bed sheets. Hey, but just a question, like, is the word uh, tengah, does it, what is what is it, yeah, what does it mean in uh uh in Malay? Why 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 Malay? Uh, mean T E N G A H. Yeah, yeah, just in general. Or does it mean anything in, in why Malay? Uh, because if my memory again serves me correct. Oh, tengah is middle lah in Malay. Oh, tengah. Okay, no, because last time I if my memory re- reminds uh is correct. I read a lot of books about uh, old colonial Singapore and. There used to be a very strong alcohol drink that that you know people used to drink in in colonial Singapore called the stenga, stenga. So I don't know if that meant stenga is half, or is it? Does it so? Oh, okay. I'm looking it up. It says it's a scotch and soda. Uh, it's basically a scotch scotch and soda drink. How you spell the stenga? Uh, setenga. Yeah. Oh, setenga. So, yeah, so that's uh, setenga is a. Uh, in Malay is half la. Ah, okay, okay. So uh, it's called stenga in in Malaysia. It's a whiskey and soda. So half whiskey, uh, half soda. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Strong, but that stenga is totally different from this tengah know, from I Japan, know. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I'm just, I'm just wondering whether the etymology of the word had any overlaps. Oh, like, because we're talking about crossroads. So I was like, oh, okay, is it a crossroads? Oh yeah, yeah, no, 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 Nothing. no. Okay, okay, got it. Setengah, so correct, correct, so correct. Tengah, yeah, setengah. So yeah, but yeah. uh. Crazy man, crazy, crazy, times. yeah, yeah. So, uh, so are you going to check out this this booth at the anime festival Asia? I mean, to go to the, the anime festival was not something I was thinking of going, mm-hmm. but maybe like I mean, it's always nice to go and have your mind opened by something. Mm-hmm. So go there and see. I don't know. Yeah. No plans yet, are you? Yeah. No, I mean, if it's yeah, yeah, I think it's interesting to go and check out what the what the booth is like. Mm. Um, don't know if they will allow people to like film social media content inside anything uh. could be quite interesting right? you mean inside the booth yeah, yeah, inside uh. the booth yeah, yeah. they Actually, had to yeah. censor a lot but I don't know these kind of things they won't say there's a blockade like you can't film anything yeah, more, I, right? I don't think so so peculiar it'll be like the hot it'll be the hot ticket for the for the weekend uh, for that weekend ah. interesting I see I see but yeah uh, that's the, all the conventions that have been going on in Singapore recently 
Mm. Uh, the, like I said, the big one coming up, the Earthshot Prize, going to be presented. A lot of uh, celebrities descending on Singapore for that as well. Yeah. Uh, I heard Kate Blanchett's coming in to present the prize. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then some, I think... Like when one, is it? Uh? When is it? When, uh, he's here till Wednesday, la, that's what I've heard. So it is at Jewel? Uh, I know he was at Jewel yesterday. Yeah. They they switched off the fountain and switched it on for him. Um, but I I heard One Republic will be in town, Bastille will be in town performing yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Big deal. And then some, even the hosts are also actors from some Netflix shows and all that, yeah. Oh. So big big thing, big thing. So yeah, a lot of uh, conferences, conventions, all that happening. But yeah, other than that, um, what is your one short comment of the week of of these couple of days? Uh, my one short comment. Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, so let's see. Uh, it was a it was a long comment from uh. Internet Lurker 96 mm. on our mm. recent podcast, uh, DBS Not Allowed to Make Acquisitions. So, uh, I mean, they, they, they initially just said that, uh, I mean, they, they shared their thoughts on the fact that, first of all, one of my uh, one-show comments was their suggestion of the Mr. Beast and Ro- the Rosanna Pancino mm. uh, uh, controversy. Then they talked about the DBS, MES issue. Mm. And even like a very uh, articulate, thoughts on the whole Tan Kiat Howe versus uh, and Taylor Swift issue. Yeah. So, I mean, I just I just always appreciate comments that are very long, very put together for mm. topics that we mm. talk about, including stuff like Tan Kiat Howe and Taylor Swift, which I thought was just more like a, 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 a random ass piece of news. Mm. But, I mean, basically, they, they say, like, you know, I don't think Tan Kiat Howe has any ill intent in offering Taylor Swift concert tickets to a member of the public, but one could perceive it as him leveraging his position as an SMS to sway his electorate. <laughs> so yeah, so I just thought it was a wow, very, very intellectual discussion about the whole topic. You know, he even made a TikTok video about it, like, explaining that he's not attending the concert and everything. Oh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it was really, I saw, I saw it briefly on, on Friday. It was pretty funny. I mean, okay, la, good on him for that. La. Good yeah, on him for yeah. that. I think, yeah, he just has to make it very clear. But it's just funny. Imagine like getting a call. Hey, sir, sorry, sorry, SMS. Sir. You need to make a video explaining you are not going to the Taylor Swift concert. <laughs> and imagine if he now. wanted to go to the Taylor Swift concert. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and your Friday night is ruined. And like, okay, let me let me film the video. Someone hold the camera for me, guys. I'm not going to the Taylor Swift yeah. concert. <laughs> 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 I'm not going. Wow. Imagine that is a is your Friday oh, night man. work that you have to do. What a funny story, man. Yeah. But yeah, um, what about you, man? My one should comment is from our YouTube channel uh, on the our episode about the Israel-Hamas conflict. Mm. So Sid, 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 he, I don't know, Sidney or something, says, I'm a non-Singaporean listener resident, uh, non-Singaporean, but residing here, like, I suppose he's saying. I appreciate the level of self-awareness and nuance in this episode. Coming from a country who has also en- endured sectarian violence in the past and is now enjoying some break from it, Seeing the conflict in Israel-Palestine unfold really makes for an interesting and nerve-wracking experience. Peace is something we must never take for granted, whether long-standing or short-term respite from violence. Thank you for this discussion. I really enjoyed listening to it. Hmm. So, Wait, non-resident of? No, non-Singaporean. Oh, non-Singaporean. of Singapore. Oh, yeah, I see, yeah, I see, yeah. I see, so, I see. Yeah, interesting. We are, you know, I think he enjoyed listening to us chat about it from our Singaporean perspective or so. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm sure that Coming out from Parliament, there'll be more stuff to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course, this, there's also those that, you know, like, I won't say this, uh, literally the, the next comment after this. What nonsense? The conflict is older than you two combined. Only now you're just finding out what a joke. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Balances all that. Wow. Yeah, you win some, you lose some. Yeah, you win some, you lose some. Yeah. But yeah, and uh, what is your one shock thing? Uh, my one shock thing is um, as as we were like cleaning up our house over the weekend, like mm. what I mentioned, as mm-hmm. we we do. Uh, I found out that my wife has had a Kindle for a long time. Oh, okay. And I never really interacted with a Kindle, and I always thought I would never use a Kindle. Mm. But I mean, it's one of the older versions. But just using it, right? Now I get why people read it. Mm. Uh, because I was, I've heard everything about the e-ink and stuff like that. But I was using it, I was like, hey, shit, it feels nice. It's like a nice size. It's so easy on the eyes. It's so easy to read. So I think I'm going to try and read something on the Kindle. Mm. You had a Kindle last time, right? Uh, Yeah, I do. I do have a Kindle. Mm, do you use it? No, I don't. Did you ever use it? Uh, Maybe for a brief, I read like maybe a couple of books on it. But... Mm. Not really for me. Yeah, yeah I want to try because for me, it has always been clear. I like books. If yeah. I were to read, I read a book. Yeah. But I was surprised. I expected to dislike it a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah. Uh, and also because like next week when I'm traveling, I'm thinking, do I really want to... I got this new book recently, but I'm like, I don't want to bring a book. So I don't know. I might bring the Kindle. I don't know. I'll yeah. see. But I didn't dislike it as much as I thought I would. Yeah, I don't, I don't dislike it, but um, it's just something about holding a book and, you know, flipping the pages. Yeah, and that's... Getting to the end and, and having that almost as a trophy of something that you've read, mm. you finished reading, you know. Uh, compared to a Kindle, it's just, it's all like, it's very... It's the same very experience. Tra- uh. Very transaction- transactional. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's like, regard- I mean, of course you can absorb more. So it's the question of sometimes like how we discuss about listening to a podcast or a YouTube video at two times speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah correct. Versus correct. just like enjoying what, yeah. it, what it is. I'm like. a two times speed yeah, guy. Yeah, totally a two times speed guy. So I would yeah. have expected you to have embraced the Kindle from the start. Because yeah. right? that's I'm, what all ministers and all that also do. Like, they're all Kindle, yeah, the yeah. Kindles and all that, right? Is it all? Uh? A lot of them, like, yeah, yeah. I think, remember we were talking to, I think, Alvin Tan or what, then he was saying yeah. that he was like, like geeking out with Lawrence Wong over what they have on the Kindle and stuff. Oh, yeah. Right. That's true. That's so, true. yeah, I can can tell you you want Suddenly to join I the club. Suddenly, I fucking love it. Uh. Yeah, yeah, Suddenly, I love it. Yeah, because yeah, I already yeah. am a fan of like the two times, where possible, oh. three times sometimes. Oh, okay. I uh, thought you were going to say you're a fan of like ministers and everything. I don't know. You want to read it. Uh, exchange notes in there. Yeah, no. So, <laughs> I'll, I'll try. I'll try a Kindle. Then I'll report back how the experience was. I think you can have both. I think mm. certain books. Uh, oh, you that, can have a... Uh, if you want to experience it as an experience and the book's very nice to mm. read, you can have that, you know. Uh, whereas like certain books that you're like, it's trashy and all that, don't bother, you know, just just quickly read it. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, la. we'll see. Okay, okay. What about you, man? Uh, My one should thing is, I think just a uh, couple of days, there was a announcement or at least like um, a launch of like this, Uh, I think there's a company that's now taking decommissioned SBS buses Mm. And turning them into a luxury, uh, I would say, hotel kind of experience in Changi Village by the Changi Village Hawker Center. Lah. So uh, it's my one thing, even though I never, I haven't tried it, but I, it looks quite interesting to me. Mm. And um, to be honest to me, it's like one of those things that it might be, have this a little bit of buzz for a while, but I don't think it will last for very long. Lah. Like it's, it's one of those things that like, oh, in theory, it sounds very fun. Um, but after a few people experience it and then it's, they realize it's too expensive for what it is because yeah, like, you get to they basically taken all these old SBS buses and decommissioned them and then they've made the insights into accommodation with beds and a bathtub oh. and all that can fit three people so a family oh. can go and then you can get out of the bus in the morning and then you're at Changi Village Hawker Centre where you can have breakfast and all 
And it's just a bunch of like buses like that lined up on a green field. And they field. keep the driver's seats and steering wheels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can play along. Yeah. Whoa. So I can imagine for kids, for bus enthusiasts, all that, it's a lot of fun. Um, but uh, yeah, it doesn't look like one of those like long-term kind of experiences. And it's not cheap. La. It's not cheap. So I think it's uh, close to like $400 yeah. a day to experience. So it's one of those things that probably, you know, be a bit of buzz, a splash at the start, but after a while, you know, will be much less. Well, it won't be super popular. Then after that, it will just disappear. Like, then your one chance in your life of like sleeping, staying, in, the sleeping in the bus, yeah, will will uh, sleeping in a luxury or uh, having a luxury stay over in a bus that would have been it, lah. It was one of those things. Then your kids will be, oh, I wish that we did this last time, you know, because next time in the future they won't even have buses anymore. It'll be like flying vehicles and all. Yeah. That. <laughs> so that means now is your one shooting just cause what of the novelty or what? the novelty? I mean, the fact that it's a uh, something different from everything you see in Singapore. It actually mm. reuses something from our from our past and mm. all that we're all very familiar with. And, you know, we've all fallen asleep in a long bus ride in the back of the bus and all. Mm. But now to go with your family and spend $400 and sleep in one, I think it's just something to do. It's like, sort of like, you just see that you tried it. And yeah. and Changi is still quite uh, charming. It's still yeah, quite yeah, charming. It's not, yeah. so, not so built up as the rest of the, yeah. the, the world. Yet, right? Wow. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, I mean, if anyone has tried it out, please let us know how it is or so. Yeah. Sweet, man. Um, cool. Okay, cool. Uh, that's the end of the podcast. So, remember, if you enjoy it, uh, if you enjoyed it, it'd be great if you could recommend it to at least one other person. Follow us on all the social media. Uh, hit follow, turn on the notifications, and yeah, we'll talk to y'all soon.